Chapter 13, Shooting, Day 8. So, we just going to rehearse over the phone? Day 8 began with some deja vu, as John Hunt and Nina drove directly to Somerville, except I let JR sleep in and go with them as I went to the equipment center to pick up the lighting gear. I got to radio, parked in the same untrustworthy spot next to the bar, and waited for 10 a.m. and Amy. John Hunt sat on a bench and started going through his Reese's Pieces, making me want to alert him that he's snacking and should stop in the interest of keeping structured meals. But instead, I took a cell phone picture of it and sent it to my old friend Keith Sadik, who was due to make a cameo in the film the next day. I caught Keith up on a lot of the movie, but then got nervous as 10 a.m. approached and there was no Amy. A couple of extras had shown up, and Johnny, Mike Gowell, Jeff, and Hannah were all there ready for their scene. Then 10.15 a.m., then 10.30 a.m., I texted and called Amy numerous times with the same old non-answer. I couldn't believe I was fooled twice like this. 10.45 a.m. At 11 a.m., when I was about ready to say forget it, an exhausted and worn-out-looking Amy stormed up to the door and let us in without saying a word. She disappeared into the bar, but the important thing was, we were inside and ready to shoot. Were there pancakes? Absolutely not. Did I care? Absolutely not. Bonica began assisting Kyle with the lights, and he came to me asking why that was happening. I told him I thought he could use the help, given that CE wasn't going to be there. They struggled to work well together, despite being two talented people. The goal was to wrap Johnny and Mike Gowell as quickly as possible, since the majority of the shoot was Mark and Kerry's first meeting and only required them. But as I shot their dialogue at the bar, the wide camera setups we established ran very nicely into the Kerry-Mark dialogue, so it was difficult to break it apart and wrap them. The problem, however, was that J.R. and Hannah were flubbing through the long dialogue worse than they had yet, and maintaining a good take that wasn't getting constantly fragmented or cut became a huge challenge. Additionally, there was some blocking I came up with for staging the four band members at the bar that Jeff especially questioned, and trying to justify things to one another wasted time. Among the flubs and the blocking, the whole shoe ended up taking until about 3 p.m. Our extras were kind of fun. One was an extra in vibes, but I didn't recognize her, and she reminded me late in the shoot. I felt terrible. The other was an extra and model named Karen, who brought a friend. They made up the waiting room of the damned that Mark refers to, as we asked them to simply be passed out at a table in the background. And yes, we got the big Rocky painting in the frame, and in the final film. Hannah and Kyle were due to spend the night at my house, to enter the final day of shooting, a Sunday. We tried to make big dinner relaxation plans for the evening. John Ryan and Nina wanted to do ice cream sundaes for dinner. They had bought a bunch of Ben and Jerry's that was in the freezer. But Hannah and Kyle refused to only have ice cream. John Hunt offered to come over and make a big pot of mac and cheese, and Nina offered to make tortellini and veggies. But as the shoot ran past early afternoon, and John Hunt didn't get to have a structured lunch, suddenly he was ready to cancel the big dinner plans. This is the kind of ridiculous thing that has nothing to do with the final outcome of your film. Still, Nina and John Hunt cooked away. Hannah, JR, Kyle, and I played a few hours of GTA V, which also aided JR in his job responsibilities. Nina became overwhelmed by the non-nutrition and amount of noise and activity, and decided to go for a two-hour night run as we all watched the entire series of Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. For fans of that show, If you and he wish to be best buddies again, I won't stand in your way. And I'm a one-track lover became an ongoing chant for the next day and a half. We also knocked out our Day 8 podcast. When Nina got back, Kyle was playfully saying, Nina, give me a massage! And, though it was harmless, the conceit of it and the nine days of conflict contributed to my frustration. I snapped a little about it, something like, don't give him a massage, which caused even more quiet tension that we, once again, eventually swept under the rug. 
Kyle and Hannah played old SNES games late into the night as I conducted one last sleep before the final day. 